I'm Ashley. I'm Valencia. And we are self-misguided. I feel like, so we've changed where we're sitting to see how it is, and I feel like we're almost sitting on each other's laps. I know, I'm like, <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> this, our friendship has officially gone too close. I'm really happy that Danielle's not here to record us today. I know, that'd be, well, I guess we'd have to just move over there, but. Well, I just feel like oh, how because you of, physically feel is how, I our, is how I emotionally feel, and we both look it. <laughs> yeah, I literally texted her, I'm like, sorry for my appearance, and she's like, don't worry, we probably match. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it has been a rough day. It's been a rough, like, two weeks for me. I oh, can't, yeah. I can't catch a break. Oh, no. I just realized your rough two weeks started with your sick husband and my rough day is my sick husband. And in two weeks, if I'm where you're at now, just go ahead and just (laughs) me. I got you. (laughs) So today we are revisiting the topic of the comparison trap. And since Danielle's not here to egg me on, we won't go into an hour long discussion of my dating stories. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we've been trying to record this episode for like three weeks. Yeah, it, um. Let's see. The last time the last time we actually recorded, we I, we went off on a tangent. I just told dating stories for an hour. And then the next time I had some like really bad family news and at like the beginning of the day, I was like, "Yeah, no, I think I'll still be okay to record." And then it like kind of hit me throughout the day and you came over and I was like, "It just feels way too trivial to like talk about this kind of stuff." Yeah. But it was nice that you were there, physically I, there. I will always be there for you. Yeah. And then you play with Theodore. Yeah, that was so special to get to spend time with him without my kid, like, crawling all over me. Like, Mom, stop. Stop. That's not your baby. We're your baby. That's how he is with me, so. Oh, we might have a new nickname for him. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it was so funny. Oh, I can't even remember how it came about, but Jack said the name Ted. We're like, oh, my gosh. What if we started calling Teddy just Ted? No. <laughs> exactly what alan said you'd say i was like well no <laughs> it's like i can't we got a, we got a, a uh we got what's the word we got away with doing t-dog because it's funny and cute <laughs> come on ted ted is like ted aging. bundy we're, <laughs> we're aging your child stop it it's like i also refuse to let people call him theo yeah i was like what if we gave her a deal we can either call him ted or theo and he'd be like she'd say leave now please <laughs> That's a no deal for yeah. me, and we'll just shut down negotiations. <laughs> so I'm gonna start calling Charlotte Charmander. <laughs> you know, whenever she was even smaller, if she'd be in trouble, we'd be like, "Charles, come here." <laughs> Jack started doing it. That's why we started doing it. It was so funny. Oh, that's so cute. No, he's like now picked up that Teddy is what we call him, so he responds to it. <gasps> he says purple. You have to hear it. It's the cutest thing. Whenever oh, Charlotte first said I died. Ryan's got a video of it, so I'll have to show it to you yeah. before you leave. It's so cute. Um, purple, yellow. He's been telling me, like, all, I'm all done. I'm done. Oh, yeah? Um, And it's not like food. Like, it's not like, I'm all done with food. Like, he will crawl up in my lap and cuddle with me, and then like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> You're giving him attitude. He's like, Mom, I'm done. He, oh, he cannot. <laughs> oh, he says it says Samson. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, if Samson was not by his side, he lost his mind. If we tried to put him behind the gate so he could eat, lost his mind. If he got up on the couch, was screaming at Samson. Samson, I was loving on Samson. He was yelling at me. Mm -hmm. He yelled at the cat for going and playing with Samson. (laughs) Like, oh, no, this is what I realized we learned tonight. He climbed all the way up into the window by himself. 
Wow. Yeah. I also, he was like having a meltdown tonight and he wouldn't calm down until I took off all of his clothes, except for his <laughs> socks. <laughs> and like nothing feels like I need to rush him to get tested for autism more than that. <laughs> no. It's like, I it's all touching me. I can't go. I swear most kids go through like naked phase like they have to well it's not the fact that he was naked or even wanted to be naked it's the fact that he wouldn't calm down until his clothes were off of him (laughs) that's my concern well no (laughs) no we went for a walk yesterday on the bridge off of main street and he wanted to walk like he's not interested in the stroller at all so he held my hand and walked like back and forth across that bridge. What bridge? The one like if you go all the way down Main and then turn left, there's like a walking trail and it crosses a bridge and then goes down the hill by the nope. You know exactly where I'm talking about. I just can't describe it well. Not the bridge that all the cars drive over, right? No. Oh, okay. It's, so that's like what I'm for walking. Oh, okay. You know where like Maybe wild Okay, that, like, where our conversation just died off was not editing. We accidentally stopped recording in the middle of whatever we were just talking about. We're having, like, technical difficulties every time we try to start recording lately, and it's stopping, and uh, we we don't have the patience tonight, so. (laughs) She doesn't have the patience. I'm over here just like, tell me when you're ready. I was like, you don't have to have the patience. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know, this could never be, well... In my case, it could never be a solo podcast because I don't know how she does what she does. So uh, I don't know how I do what I do, and that's why sometimes it sounds so strange. <laughs> <sighs> so we're going to be finally talking about the comparison trap. So here's just like a quick definition I found that the trap of comparison is that we're stuck in a negative loop if we feel less than someone else or even better than another person. It's actually the opposite side of the same coin in either case. So it's kind of like you kind of get stuck comparing yourself to someone else and it either gives you this like inflated sense of ego or like makes you feel really bad about yourself because you're like not where they are. Yeah. And I just think it's like kind of goes hand in hand. With a lot of the things we talk about as far as, like, self-esteem and I feel like motherhood really gets a lot of people in it. And then, like, for me, career has always been, like, a big thing that I get stuck in. Oh, yeah. With it. So Alan says something all the time because, like, you know, we'd be driving past a neighborhood like, oh, we wish we could live there. And so he's like, well, we just have to do what they're doing to live there or something like that. Well, like, who wants to tell Alan that was just being born into money? (laughs) I told him, I was like, what are you going to go knock on their door? Be like that guy on what TikTok driver, like, what do you do? Can you show me your house? You know, like, yeah. that's a no for me. <laughs> no, I definitely think there's like, I just, what is it? Like, not like everyone's running their own race kind of thing. Like, you're not, oh, like, yeah. you're not going to hit the same achievements because different people start at different points, yeah. like have different obstacles or like ease of access and stuff like that. So, um. Like, that's, like, generational wealth is, like, a big thing, like, that makes it easier for, like, people to do that. I mean, like, being straight white men has helped our husbands, and then, like, we're just a notch behind them being women, so, like, we're still better off than, like, some other people who, like, statistically are paid less and given less opportunities in that aspect. Um, well, see, right now he's reading Atomic Habits, which I haven't read yet. I'm waiting for him to finish so I can read it. And so I guess it's something about how, like, 
if somebody's doing something that you want to be doing, like what habits are they doing to whatever? I haven't oh, read it yet, but I don't I know. I think I know what portion that's like, it, when you read it, this will be like really interesting because that's not the message I took from it. Okay. And like, I, I maybe. I might be explaining it wrong. No, 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 you're not. I know exactly what you're talking about okay. as soon as you said that. And like, I, I think this might be because like Alan's like a very literal person. <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, like when you're talking to a four-year-old, like Jackson, and you tell him anything, and he's like, no, I'm, like, you're like, you're so handsome. He's like, no, I'm Jackson. Yeah. I just feel like Alan and Ryan never left that face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now that I think about it, I don't think I've met a man that's not like that. Like a male. <sighs> I have, but it's usually for the worse. <laughs> Uh, no, I definitely, like, I definitely find it a lot, um, like, now, career-wise, like, oh, I should be there, like, I've done this, like, why, where am I not, like, not, or why am I not there, but I kind of, oh, that chair's gonna be so annoying to edit out, I definitely had it the other way, like, I had, I reached a lot of career goals really young, mm-hmm. um, and so there was a period where, like, I was in charge of a group of people and one person had not been with the company longer than I'd been alive. So the rest had been with the company longer than I'd been alive. Wow. And the other one had been with the company for 15 years and I was 23. Wow. Yeah. And I am. a lot of pressure right there. Well, I have like zero interest in actually like, like managing people, like Leading people, guiding people, helping out. But, like, as far as, like, managing, like, the boring stuff, like, approving days off or, like, critiquing their work or, like, micromanaging their day, I have zero interest in. Sounds like drama to me. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. (laughs) I know some people that might like It's Monday, and I've threatened to quit my job three times this week. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even a record. (laughs) No, it's not even a record. Let's see. A few few months ago, we were, like, knee-deep in that project. I kept saying that I was going to have another baby just to get a break from this place. This is the only way they leave me alone. Yeah, a two-week break. (laughs) Yeah, when I was like, yeah, I was off for, like, three weeks after I had the baby. You still worked from home. Uh, Yep. Week four, I started from home. Week five, I was like, bye. I'm going back, going back to the office. You know, it's funny. I actually was just thinking the other, like, last week or whatever. Actually, I feel like I think about it quite often where I'm like, man, I wish I had like made a career and that way it could be like you and like you have a job that you love and an income. (laughs) I need to finish with that real quick, but that's like one thing I knew we were going to talk about. So before everyone like wants to be mean about my company, I set my own maternity leave. So (laughs) I chose to go. I literally, (laughs) I literally went to my boss and I said, what do you think about like week four? I start working from home and he was like, are what? you sure? I was like, yeah. And then I was like, I'll I start. guess that would come across really weird. The and then, like three weeks. That's the worst job ever. And then like, uh, I was like, yeah, then I can hybrid back into the office until I get comfortable, you know? And like, I came back in for my first day in the office and I walked out of the office. I said, what do you think about if I just come back to the office full time? And he's like, do whatever you want. Oh my gosh. How many people at your office think you're crazy? Everyone. <laughs> they were like, I think at one point someone was like, I got, like, did you not sign, because, you know, short-term, well, you don't know this, short-term well, disability. I've heard a lot about it. Short-term disability is your paid maternity leave. So my, my work does not offer paid maternity leave. You enroll in the short-term disability, which is, like, $1.47 a month. And <laughs> I got, like, 75% of my pay. So it's not, like, a bad deal right. if you don't have paid maternity leave. But, like, did you not do that? I said, no, I did. 
I just, it has nothing to do with, like, I'm also not the main breadwinner for my family any longer. Uh, <laughs> by a little bit. By, like, Ryan and I, like, literally race. And so, like, I'll get a raise and I'll be above him. And they go, like, ah, guess what? <laughs> Oh my god. It's literally this like it's a really fun competition that benefits our family. But um so it it was not about the money, but I am not someone who can like be alone with my thoughts. <laughs> and that's all I am throughout the day. So well, So that's like one of the things I knew would come up in this is you and I, I feel like, get stuck in the comparison trap with each other because you sit there all, and you said it a thousand times, I wonder, like, what it would have been like if I would have got a job and have a career, and then I'm over here, like, I, like, I compare myself to you a lot as a mom, like, even watching you play with Theodore the other day talking about it, I'm like, she's so patient and good with these kids, and I was like, I was like, I don't feel like I'm that way with him. Like, I feel like sometimes I feel like you're better with Theodore than I am. You're better with my kids than I am any day of the week. Don't even. <laughs> and I was like, and it's just like one of those things. I was like, is it because she's like just, you get so much more time with them and stuff. So I think it's really funny because you compare yourself to me and like, the, I, I wish I could have been more career driven and stuff like that. And I compare myself to you a lot as in like, I wish I could be someone who could stay at home with their kids, which I think yeah, your job is be- infinitely harder than mine. <laughs> To be fair, you didn't even want kids, so it's not like you could have, like, I've been planning for this my whole life. Like, I always knew I was going to be a mom one way or another. I never thought I'd be a stay-at-home mom or a homeschool mom, so that's been added in, but I had always prepared for this. Anytime there was a baby, I was holding it. Anytime anyone needed, like, a babysitter, I was there, so... Well, I have always been a baby lover. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I will hold her once, baby. I'll I'm go over. I'm not saying and... you don't like babies. I know. Well, I think that was like a really common misconception I had a lot when I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I just don't want kids. Everyone thought I hated them. I was like, no, I adore them. But do yeah. you know how selfish I I, I was? Um, but I and I kind of been I had and I was talking to my parents about this the other day. Um, I have always been goal oriented in like the terms of like higher education and careers and those kind of things like we talk a lot about how you and Alan are breaking your generational curses like you guys had and again this I don't know Alan's family as much I just know a little bit as like your story Mm -hmm. you had parents that you are making sure your children don't have yeah and you're doing like everything in your power and I literally just talked to both of my parents about this this weekend um my parents are the ones that did that. My parents are the ones who grew up in abusive homes. Both of my parents dropped out of high school. Like, like I think my dad was like ninth grade, moved out on his own at 16. He literally told stories one time about having to like shoot squirrels in his backyard with a BB gun to eat. Oh my. Um, and my mom, you know, she grew up in an abusive home. She met my dad, my parents, my mom was 18 when they got married and pregnant. My dad's 10 years older than my mom. Um, you know, she, my mom went back and got her GED mm-hmm. because she wasn't going to let us think it was okay to not do that, to not like graduate high school. Yeah. So neither of my parents graduated high school. They sure as hell didn't go to college. My mom got her certificate in medical records and that's what she did. Most of my like childhood was like worked in medical records. Um, my dad has had very few jobs that I, I know he was a trash truck driver at one point because my family convinced me I was found in a trash can <laughs> for probably longer than I care to admit on the podcast. Um, 
But then he... I knew it. No, I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> it makes so much sense. Um, and he was, like, he worked his way up to a warehouse manager, and I, like, remember that. I, like, and my dad worked really hard to get where he is, but, like, it's all work. It's not, like, yeah. my dad doesn't have, like, an education, and, like, it's something he's, I don't want to say self-conscious about, but something he's aware of in, like, today's day and age. But I was talking to them about how, like, we kind of compare the things we, like, you talk, well, I never thought to think about doing that as a parent until, like, all of these. And I was talking to them, and I was like, it's because you have to think about breaking the generational curses. I don't have to do that. My parents did that for me. Yeah. And I was talking, I was like, but more so than that, they did it for Theodore. Like, because my parents worked so hard to break generational curses, I don't have to do that with Theodore, so I get to focus on other things. Like, what private school he wants to go to, what kind of, like, these kind of things that you really had to fight to get to focus on. Yeah. And even harder, I didn't have examples to follow. Like, we're learning it, like, on our own. And so, yeah. But, so more so, uh... Hold on, Maisie just disliked one of the pictures of Theodore. How do you dislike? What do you mean? She sent a thumbs down. Oh. Hopefully it was an accident. Or is it, did you tell her that he made you hurt your face? No, I sent her, I said, here's your weekly reminder that Samson and Theodore are best friends. She vetoed that one. Cowboy, oh, you liked the wrong one. Again, Cowboy's household. (laughs) Someone's running Cowboy's hat. Sorry, sidetracked. Um, But for me, even growing up in a household where my parents didn't even graduate from high school. Mm Mm-hmm. I was always a given that I was going to college. My older brother went into the Marines at, like, he signed at 17, so he literally went right after he graduated high school. Um, so it was one of those things where when I get to college, they're like, oh, you get all of this, like, extra scholarship and this extra resources because you're a first generation. And to me, it wasn't like, oh, this isn't harder. This is just expected, you know, like... And I think that's one thing you and I kind of fail to think about day to day or like, especially like more give yourself grace. Um, Whereas like, you'll be like, I I never thought about that. I didn't get a chance. I didn't have to fight like you are. And I think that's something that I, a lot of my friends are kind of in a similar situation where my parents did the work you guys are now doing. So... Any consolation to how hard this feels some days, this, like, Charlotte and Jackson are going to be in, like, my shoes. Oh, yeah. So your for, grandkids are going to be Theodore. Yeah, it's always going to be worth it for them. Yeah. And, like, I think that's, like, something that's really, we have to kind of be aware of um, when it comes to those things is you and I have incredibly different backgrounds. Yeah. So, like, we compare, you compare, we compare career-wise and we compare motherhood, but... You've one, you've been a mom four years longer than I've been a mom. Yeah. So of course you're gonna be better at it than me. And of course I'm more career oriented. Like I spent ten years building my career before I ever even thought about children. I went to college. I have multiple degrees. You spent that time building your family. Yeah. 
And I feel like we don't often, I don't ever give my, I know I don't ever give myself grace in comparing, comparing that. So I can imagine you don't give yourself that grace when comparing it. <laughs> Though actually lately I've been thinking that it's definitely not too late to start a career if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I think also like about all the free time I have, obviously it's not all free time, but like there are so many things I can still be doing to work towards that. Even just oh, like being at home. 100%. It's a little harder being the solo parent most of the time. So I, you know, I can't like leave to go do anything like work wise or like school wise yet until yeah. I can figure that out. But there's definitely things I can be doing. Well, like so many things are all online now mm-hmm. that you wouldn't even have to leave. Yeah. Um, and I definitely agree that it's never too late. I mean, I know this will be like the third time I've said it, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to take some LSAT like prep courses after Ryan grad, like, cause Ryan will be done in January. And like, even if I never take my LSAT or I never go any further, like I'm going to like, that's the next thing I want to do. I want to learn more. Cause there was a point where I thought law would be like a future for me. Um, and it was, it's always been business and like contract law. And that's like what I'm interested in still. Yeah. And like worst case scenario, it's just extra helpful <laughs> with this. So. Yeah. What are some other things you have like felt yourself getting like sucked in on the comparison trap with? Mm, so there's been a lot of times that I literally just want to delete my social media just because like I'll be sitting there, you know, sitting on my couch, just scrolling, thinking like how all these people are doing all these things. And I'm like, I'm literally sitting here doing nothing, but I'm like jealous. Yeah. So like once it'll like get in my head and stuff, because I still have not a lot of control over that. I'm working on it, but I'll let it get into my head and I'll sit here and be like, why don't I have that? Or, you know, people working out in the gym and stuff. I'm like, oh, I can't go to the gym, but that's an excuse and all that stuff. So. Well, I don't think that's like an excuse because you still work out. Like I think probably in the last like month you've worked out double what I have. Um, so who's making excuses here? It's not, it's not you. I, but I do like get the like jealousy. I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that. And I think this is like another thing of like, that's how I see people who like have time to like go to the classes. Mm-hmm. Cause like I get to go to a gym, but I don't have any, like, I don't have time to go to a class. Well, it, yeah. what it would cost me is time away from my son. And I already spent eight hours a day away from him. So I'm not going to go and do that. Like, yeah. and then come home 10 minutes before his bedtime. Like, that's, like, the other day when I went to your house, I had the worst time doing that. Remember? Oh, I was, like, yeah. sitting, I was, like, I miss him. But I definitely find myself doing that, like, in that, like, comparison thing. But I try to spend, like, I try to use, like, lately, since starting the podcast, social media has really just been, like, this tool for me, like, for ideas and things mm-hmm. like that. And so that's actually helped a lot because I find myself, uh, like, if I spend hours just doom scrolling, I've not gotten something else done. Yeah. And so that's really helped. But you manage the social media side of this, so you're naturally on it more for this. Yeah. But I also am, like, feeling like I do just scroll most of the time. And so when I'm doing that, I'm like, I could have been doing something productive you know at least on my if I'm gonna be on my phone like that I need to be doing something productive so that's something I need to work on yeah but yeah I also need to get better at our social media (laughs) we're so we're so bad at that side of it uh it's like I think it's like the most neglected side of the podcast um I like I feel like I definitely spent a lot more time like in the physical comparison trap when I was younger just, like, constantly, like, and this was, 
obviously, like, I grew up as social media was becoming a thing. I, like, I was, like, the first user. It was, I didn't grow up without it, but I was, like, the first generation that grew up with it. Oh, yeah. So this is, like, before it was, like, so common to be, like, everything is Photoshopped. None of that is real. Like, all that stuff. So this was before all of that. So, like, you genuinely, like, I am the generation that genuinely thought people looked like that. Which, like, okay, don't get me wrong. Some of these people look like that. (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely went through that. And I think, like, now, oh, you're fine. I think now as I'm like starting to like get closer to 30 I'm going through the like I don't want to call it the Botox trap but it's like oh they have Botox because like I have the lines in my forehead but then I'm like because I'm like one I'm gonna need so much Botox because I can't quit making that face at people <laughs> um and so I think that's like something is like the aging side of it it's like because so many people on social media like this is their job yeah so they're getting like which I'm all for like live your best life but I have to remember that if that's not the path I want to take I can't compare myself to it and that's where I struggle it's not that I'm anti-botox like I really like would like to like get into it but I don't think I'll ever be someone who's like comfortable one I don't like needles enough to do that yeah um and two it's like just be just know the time I know or the money but like just know that if you take it too far I will tell you yes <laughs> I am that person I'll be like little less honey like right but, here <laughs> and here's the thing you'll tell me that out of spite I'll have to go and get like double <laughs> so what I should say that's not enough and then you'll be like no. you should be like uh your forehead's moving what are you doing now <laughs> But, like, that's, like, anti-aging is, like, definitely, like, a big thing I've noticed lately, like, that I do, like, do a comparison trap on. Hmm. I haven't thought about that yet, but. You won't. You're closer to 30 than I am, so. I don't like you saying that. Like, you said that, and I was like, oh. See, I am. You're my old friend. (laughs) 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 Though, I guess you and my sister are. I was like, Faith and I are the same age. Yeah. Watch your mouth. (laughs) Um... No, I, like, I don't have this, like, I don't have, like, a qualm with, like, getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, life, I've never been one of those people that felt like life ended in your 20s, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's... people literally start their lives when they're 30. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, even 40. Like, it's not, your life's not over at 40. It's only, like, half over, usually, if you're taking care of yourself. you're taking care of yourself. Half over. I'm like, I don't, I'm not interested in living until 80. I'll tell you that right now. Sorry, Theodore. (laughs) I don't know. I like, some days I feel one and done. Yeah, but then you're like texting me all about having another kid. So do you think when you have another kid, because you know you will, are you going to take more time off after you have them? (laughs) Or less? Listen, we can sit and we can hypothesize all we want right now. But uh, then I'll have two kids that I want to get away from. (laughs) I know that feeling. That was like whenever I stopped by your house yesterday and Charlotte was like, ah, take me with you. I was yeah. like, no, just left my own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to cuddle your second one way more because I did not get enough cuddles when he was like he's, little. He's starting. Well, he was not a cuddle baby. Yeah. He's starting to get into his cuddle face. So just give him a second. And he can crawl on and off the couch. Or he keeps crawling in my lap and snuggling up next Aww. to me. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. So just give him a chance. He's all he's he is all about the cuddle life right now. That's how Charlotte is right now. But it's like she's my shadow and it's a lot. You know what this weirdo did yesterday? I know this is like entirely off topic. But he slept in both Saturday and Sunday. Like an extra hour. Wow. All for this. So he gets up at 745 on Sunday instead of seven. He usually gets up at seven, lays down about 10 o'clock for his first nap. 
nine o'clock rolls around on Sunday and he goes, night night mama. <laughs> Which that's another weird thing he's been doing is telling me night night when he wants to take a nap and go to bed. I was like, no, <laughs> you've been up for an hour. You're not going to take your nap now. That's another thing, the size. Already over Is the he edge. doing that? Yeah, he sighs at you oh all the time. God. Oh, and then when Ryan and I sigh at each other, he'll like kind of mimic. So like Ryan will sigh at me and then I'll hear. <sighs> do you make noises like when you get up, or, like off the couch or off the floor? I don't think so. Well, I do. And so does Alan and so does Charlotte. Oh. Well, <laughs> the universe hasn't started that yet, so. <laughs> but. Um, it's so funny to watch a two-year-old like, ugh, you know, getting up off the couch. I'm like, you do not hurt. You stop. You may, you're the reason I hurt when I get up off the couch. Well, 9.30 rolls around and goes, Nanai, like asking a question almost. I said, okay, fine. Like, you go take it. So I go put him in his crib. 20 minutes pass. He's not asleep. He's not crying or fussing at all, but he's not asleep. I go in there, closes his eyes. <laughs> Pretends to be asleep. <laughs> I leave, 10 or 15 minutes pass. Still not asleep. That's what I do when Alan comes in. <laughs> I went and checked out again and did the same thing. He was in his crib for an hour and a half. He slept for 30 minutes of it. But he didn't want out of his crib. He just straight just vibed in there. So that's nice. I was like, what? What is wrong with you? He me? needed some alone time. <laughs> I needed alone time. <laughs> well, there you go. You both got some. You're too bad your alone time you spent worried about him. <laughs> yeah, because he was being all weird in there. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's another thing. Like, I feel like we do, like, I compare where he's at, like, developmentally. Oh, my gosh. I that so bad. I did that so bad with Jack, only because he was, a, I didn't think about it, but he was a month early, technically, but he came out full size, so it was, like, hard to believe. But he was at least a month late on a lot of milestones other kids were hitting, and so I literally was genuinely concerned about him. But then somebody, when he was, like, six months old, somebody pointed out, well, he was a month early, and I was like, so... They're like, well, technically he could be developmentally a month, like, late. So I was like. Do you know what I tell myself whenever I worry about, like, different things? There's no kid in college eating purees. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you know, everyone grows out of it eventually at their own pace. But I think what's annoying for everyone around me um, about how I worry about it is Theodore has hit every major milestone months early. And I still worry that he's behind. (laughs) Yeah, because this is a family of overachievers. It's it's disgusting. See that? See, Charlotte really reinforced the fact that Jack was early because she was hitting everything like right on the dot, mm-hmm. and she was you know I made her come out, so that really helped. But I went his whole first year, and of course, being a new mom, everything you read, everything you see, other moms doing things, you're like, my kid's not doing that. What am I doing wrong? I still do that. I literally, so obviously we're homeschooling, doing preschool. It's like the easiest thing ever. But with us being sick, I didn't do as much last week. But I saw this other mom who was doing things all week and like she was sharing videos of what they were doing. And I was like, I suck. I failed. Like, I haven't done anything like that with them. You know, it's just a week out of the whole year. But I still do stuff like that. I realized I literally felt bad like I'm failing. But like we were all sick. It's not like we could do any of that. But... Well, my latest fixation has been that he's, like, not talking. That's yeah. because he's one. Yeah. By the way, that's, like, like totally, that's yeah. totally normal. He should not be saying full senses. Charlotte's just now, like, really talking. I literally have to keep reminding myself of, like, like I've watched Charlotte learn to talk. And she, I met her when she was Theodore's age yeah. now. So, like, I need to chill the fuck yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. But. It can be the most frustrating thing, though. Because when they're, like, screaming a word at you that you don't know. But they're, like, why don't you understand I me? feel like. 
And I've, I've noticed, like, Cassie did this, and she always understood the kids, and I had no idea what they were saying, and I feel like I speak his language, so it's not that, it's just a worry thing. So I was literally telling Ryan how I'm worried, because I don't feel like he's talking, like, saying enough words. And then I, we go pick him up last night, and they're like, oh, watch this, he says purple now. And he holds up something purple, and he goes, purple? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, here I am, panicking over nothing. Yep. But... I do kind of want to, like, briefly flip the other side of this. And I think this, like, the definition talks about, like, feeling like you're better than everyone else. And we're going to talk pick-me girls. Oh, this is all you. (laughs) Okay, so my ex-husband taught me this saying, but it's still one of my favorite sayings. For guys, do you know, like, he called them dragon slayers. They've been there. They've done that. They've slayed the dragon. Oh. And so now I'll, like, meet people. I'm like, you're a dragon slayer. (laughs) And that's, like, the male equipment of the pick-me girl. So the pick me girl is the girl that's like, oh, I'm one of the boys. I don't do makeup. That's girly things. Oh, okay. You know, like that kind of girl, right? And so she's like, I'm not like other girls. Do you know what I am? I am like other girls. I like Taylor Swift, iced coffee, makeup, and self-care. I'm like every other bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! And I like cannot, like, I know everyone's like went through their phase and stuff like that, but just like. The comparison trap is not to, like, don't don't overcorrect. That's all we're saying. <laughs> you know someone like that, don't you? Like what? Like a pygmy girl. I see it all over your face. <laughs> <laughs> not allowed to say it on here. No. <laughs> I literally, I like that we're thinking the same thing, and I like a specific memory I'll have to tell you about oh, okay, that made wait. me think of her. Okay. Yeah. We're talking shit back here. Don't worry. <laughs> Is there, like, anything else? Like, is there any way you, like, found yourself able to get out of the comparison trap? Mm. I love this buzzword. I love this whole little phrase. The comparison trap. So I guess we'll have, like, two buzzwords this month. Yeah, I think we'll, like, definitely. So, like, we'll be doing a buzzword episode talking about boundaries. Which I think is, like, gonna be really... I mean, it's not... Fortunately... But I'm obviously really struggling with that, like, in my family right now with everything that's happened. And so that'll be fresh for us to discuss, like. Yeah. Because I don't feel like a lot of people get to talk about the negatives of that as they talk about it. Yeah. Usually they're yeah. so far They're talking removed. about the reasons they do it, but not necessarily the ramifications of the yeah. instilling it. Which I have yet to have to deal with because I haven't really set any yet, so. Well, like, I've, I've dealt with a few, but this is by far the, the worst. Yeah, no, I can't really think of. I'm trying to. I'm Do you sure feel like a you lot. can get yourself out of the comparison trap? Like, stop comparing yourself to other people, or not really? I, I, it gets so far in my head sometimes. Then, so I'm like one of those people. Like, if it's, <laughs> I'm not great at taking myself out of it. I like. I don't ha- like. I wish I had some tangible tips. I get in my mind. My mind will tell me that it's too hard to do. You don't have the time or the energy, so just let it go, basically. Like, you'll never be that person. See, I actually was born with, like, the how hard can it be yeah. mentality. I kind so, of like, wish I was more like that. So, like, you're over here, like, I can't do it. I'm over here, like, law school, how hard could it be? <laughs> I know, you're, you're like, I'm be a lawyer, and I was like, what? You're like, I could never, and I'm like, what, that's like a weekend pastime. <laughs> uh, we definitely spend our free time very differently. This yeah. past week, I pretty much watched all of Game of Thrones throughout the... Any time I was not, like, needed, I was watching Game of Thrones. You know, so yesterday, Jill texted me, and she was like, do you want me... Like, would you mind if I took Theodore to pick up Sydney from the airport, give you a few hours of me time? And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's so nice. 
And then I told you and Ryan the same thing. I said, should I take a nap, go to the gym, or clean? You were the only two people I spoke that to. Well, after we were picking up Theodore, uh, I saw, was like, oh, like, what, what, like, they were talking about what I was going to do with my, uh, me time. Yeah. And Jill said, what'd you do? Did you clean, go to the gym, or take a nap? <laughs> Did you get to do all of it? Or No, just... I just psycho cleaned. Oh, nice. You can do that at my house anytime. <laughs> no, you just made me think of how... Obviously, when we first met, I was still kind of working on my village and all that. And so you would talk about how, like, Jill is, like, number <laughs> one. And I agree. And I was literally all the time, like, oh, that must be nice. You know, I'd, for everyone. Like, anybody's yeah. like, oh, my kid's grandparents came and picked them up. Or, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, people wanted to, like, they asked you, like, hey, can I spend time with your kid? I'm like, that must be nice. I literally have that now because of Melanie and Amanda. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like... So nice. It makes I, I've said it a thousand times. Um, Jill has made parenting easier. Yeah. She's like made being a first time parent easier. Um, just like if you like, she's someone you can call. Do you get her at like Costco or like where do you get her? <laughs> I'm like I will. Like what are the odds? I just like so. Whenever Ryan and I started like dating, he was. You mean that month? That, yeah, like the month before we got married and had a baby and bought a house. Um, he obviously, like his ex-wife didn't have like a, like there was like problems there. Yeah. And I had had, like my in-laws, my previous in-laws hated me. So there was obviously like a little bit of past trauma on both her ends. So he was so nervous to introduce me to his mom. <laughs> we were together for like 35 seconds. And then we just talked the rest of the night and we've been best friends ever since. <laughs> She's my mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I was like telling her, or I was telling him about how she got you the fruit bars. Oh my gosh. And dropped best. them off. and We literally ate like 10 of them right away. And he was like, oh, does, like, does she message my mom? And I was like, yeah. I was like, that's her mom now. And he goes, <laughs> like, you're not only did you steal my mom, but you're giving my mom <laughs> away. <laughs> oh, come on. You got to share your mom with your wife's yeah. wife. <laughs> yeah. There's enough Jill to go around. Of course I texted her to thank her. It was so nice of her to do that. Yeah. But that's like, uh, speaking of that, it's like, I do, I, and I notice a lot of people doing it, not just with, like, having, like, such fantastic in-laws, but I have, like, really involved and, like, present parents. Yeah. <laughs> Must be nice. now. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> like, I had, like, just kind of talking about, like, oh, I had this conversation with both my parents this weekend. Yeah. Both of my parents were at my house. Like, my mom was here Friday. She came up and watched Theodore. And I talked to her. Oh, I need to text her back. And then my dad came over. My dad texted me Sunday after I had finished cleaning. I'm walking the dog. I said, are you home? I said, well, I'm taking Samson for a walk. And my dad and I live very close together. So this yeah. next thing is not a weird thing at all. I see his car. Samson sees his car. <laughs> I had to let Samson's leash go. <laughs> he is so excited that he goes. My dad pulls into the driveway. And I just, Samson just chased his car down in the driveway. From the corner up there. Mm-hmm. And he, like, gets all on my dad, gets really excited. My dad gets to the car, runs around looking for my little brother. My little brother is not with my daddy's at church still. Oh, yeah. So Samson was like... Did he pout? I bet he pouted, didn't he? No, he actually, like, my dad was sitting at the bar and I was standing in front of the sink. And Samson just was standing on the bar acting like he was a part of our conversation. Aww. It was hilarious. But, yeah, I have... I am very, like, fortunate on the family aspect. Mm-hmm. And I say it all the time, like, because I have such an involved dad, that when you're compare, like, when you have a dad as good as mine in the picture, it's really hard to be, like, a less than, less than, spoiled, so, not. less than, like, 
spectacular dad. Like, yeah. if you're, like, just a mediocre dad, like, it's going to show <laughs> real hard because my dad's the picture, you oh know? Oh, my gosh. That's not at all what I thought you were going to say. That's so funny. Well, it's true, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really, honestly, I think I'm just working on, like, building my family. Because, like. You got the shit into the stick. Sometimes you can't just take what you have. You just gotta, like, make it your own, so. I think even, like, with what you're given, like, you have, like, there's work that has to be done. Yeah. In today's day and age. Yeah. Oh, she's not in her tree. Oh, she's, she did not. She was pissed that I bad had been here yesterday. But, I don't think I have anything else to add. This is gonna be short and sweet. 41 minutes minutes. later. (laughs) Okay, the life lessons episodes that just came out. Yeah. That were two parts, you guys, at 30, what, 36 minutes and 42 minutes. Yeah. We originally recorded this one episode. (laughs) Uh, But make sure you uh, follow, subscribe, um, rate, rate, review us. You can find us anywhere podcasts are found. Um, You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at selfmisguidedpodcast. We're really interactive. We respond to us. We don't post a ton, but it's on both of our phones, so we will respond to you. Um, the good thing you know is if if Val's fired, then the podcast can still go on. <laughs> no, it can't. Am I just going to sit here and talk to myself? No, that's, that's where it gets unhinged. You're here to keep me in check. Yeah, I got you. We should really do solo episodes sometimes. I can sometimes I can I can I can still edit yours. You don't have to do. It's like literally the only thing I can record that long is like a trauma dump, and I'm just gonna scare everyone away. <laughs> I still remember the first time. So the first time we recorded, it was like trauma dumpy. Yeah, like we did not release hours. these episodes. Yeah, the audio was horrible. You gotta go back. They and were messed up. Um, but you scarred me emotionally, <laughs> and I think I scarred you emotionally. So we learned far too much about each other. I mean, been friends for a year already. We're still here. It's fine. Uh, but thanks for joining us because at the end of the day, aren't we all self-misguided? I mean, we, this episode, again, I don't think we should have done an episode of the comparison trap. It's like a five minute segment. 